I know you feel it. That stress that there just isn't enough time to get all the things done. You know, that stress that causes you to be nippy with the kids because you have to take your dish gloves off again for the third time in the middle of doing five dishes. Like five dishes. Like I needed like less than five minutes. But still, I had to take off my dish gloves again to deal with something. That stress that causes you to kind of rush your husband along when he's telling you about his day because you have to get dinner started now or you're not going to have time to get the rest of the things done. That stress is real and it's there. And I know that most of you moms are feeling it. So how do we deal with the fact that there's always going to be another thing that we have to get done? How do we deal with it without letting it overwhelm us? Today we're talking with Erica Diaz Castro, life coach for anxious, overwhelmed Christian women, and we're talking about the link between anxiety and time management. We're talking about fear, comparison, how to be led by the spirit, and how to make time for what matters most. So let's get it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back to the Nourish Mom podcast. We have a special guest today, Erica Diaz Castro, who I'm so excited to chat with. She is a Christ follower, wife, and mama. She's also a life coach for anxious, overwhelmed Christian women, yes, mm. and helps them to get more done with less overwhelm. Yeah. And you can check out her podcast, Her Renewed Strength, where she talks all things time management and biblical mindset. So you can guess why I'm so excited to talk about her because I love all of these things. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brandy. I'm happy to be here. Now, before we dig in, I would love to know, can you share with us how you kind of got to where you are? How did you become a life coach for overwhelmed Christian women? Yeah, I, I'm going to condense the story because it is like a years and years long story. But basically, I, I was always in everything. Like if you have, I feel like everybody has that friend who's involved in everything, who does everything. And I was that friend. So I can look back and say that I always had ambitions and goals to be really involved in like a community change agent, right? Like to see, to be the change you want to see. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so that manifested in different ways, how I ended up getting into coaching in general was because I was involved in fitness. And so in all of my fitness pursuits, I did fitness as a hobby. I got into bodybuilding, competitive bodybuilding, and naturally, um, 
people would reach out to me and ask if I could help them with their fitness. So over the course of several years, I began to work in the fitness space, personal training. I got into nutrition. I'm a research nerd. So I love to read the research and just understand like how the human body works. Um, and I just love learning. So I continued to learn and apply what I learned. And I got to working with high performance athletes, Olympic lifting athletes, um, other bodybuilding competitors. And eventually I got into the weight loss space. Working in weight loss was interesting because you kind of see two people. There's the person who is committed for life and they go on and like become the elite athlete. And then there's a the person who just kind of falls back into the cycle. And I saw that more of my clients were falling back into the cycle. I had a couple of unicorn clients who went on to compete and do really cool things and change their lifestyle. And they'll never be the same. They lost 80 pounds, hundred pounds, and they'll never go back. And then there were the people who just, they struggled no matter what they would have a season of, of taking off the weight and then a season of putting back on the weight. And what I noticed about those people is that they needed more than personal training. So I ended up taking a life coach cert to try to support them better and just kind of meet a different need. Cause I, I saw that their issues were not weight loss issues necessarily. That was just the most obvious thing that they were dealing with. So I studied psychology a little bit in college. I had intentions of becoming a therapist and things like that. And so the life coaching certification was like in lieu of going back to school for psychology um, because I was like, I don't want to go thousands of dollars into debt again yes. to like help people. So this is how I'll help people. And adding life coaching to the mix was a blessing. And it then brought about this like heavy, uh, weight that I started to carry. And in the midst of all of that, I got saved walking with the Lord, reading his word, studying, and then getting diagnosed with cancer myself, um, around 2016. So I heard the Lord tell me to stop doing weight loss. And I was working full-time in corporate. My weight loss clients were bringing in a good amount of money on the side that I just like I was saving it and like be, it was really comfortable. And I heard him say to stop. And so I was like, all right, if this is really you, I need you to tell me. And, um, I saw that I disliked working with my weight loss clients again. Like it was, it's like a, a coach's dream to have repeat clients, but it wasn't a dream of mine to see these same women with the same problems. Yes. And, and it was very frustrating and it was very like, I, I was grieved for them. And I said, no, not anymore. So I transitioned out of working with all my clients and I went directly into life coaching in, in 2020. 2019 was my last uh, fitness client. And then 2020 happened and we saw what happened. Yep. And, um, and in 2020, the cancer, you know, continued. I lived with cancer for several years. And wow. um, in 2020, I became pregnant with my second child and the cancer was um, spreading. And I was kind of getting to this point where I was like, I don't even think I like coaching anymore. So I made it very clear to the Lord, like, I'm going to step away from this. And then he brought me a client. And through that work, I started to see like, maybe I, I do love coaching. I just think I was doing the wrong type of coaching, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in the midst of chemotherapy, I finally did chemo in 2021. 
And in the midst of all that, I heard the Lord tell me to launch a group coaching program. And I'm like, but I'm in chemo. I'm not taking clients. And it was this persistent like idea that came up. And then other people started asking me like, oh, do you offer this? Do you offer that? So I ran a group coaching program and I opened it up 10 slots and 10 slots sold. And the common theme was that all of them, every single one of these 10 women struggled with anxiety in some way, Mm. but I didn't know that until after. And I started to realize over time that I too struggled with anxiety, which was something I didn't know about myself growing up because I self-medicated. I had bad habits. I had drug and alcohol issues and things like that. And after living sober, walking with the Lord, changing my life, changing the business, renaming the business, all these things the Lord kept changing and doing and and transforming. I got to this place where I was cancer-free. I had run this program and I was like, all right, Lord, I think I'm done. And he made it clear that I wasn't and that I was supposed to be helping women who struggle with anxiety. And the more I dug into what anxiety was, like what was prompting anxiousness and overwhelm, the more I saw that time thing come up. And that's what stressed me out. That's where I got anxious was around time. So now that's what I do. Wow. There are so many parallels, which I'm not surprised because um, from what we were talking about in the past, but with your journey and my journey is very, very interesting. And I definitely feel that. I didn't know. And like, I think I mentioned earlier, I really didn't know I had anxiety until, you know, recent years when the Lord's brought me through you know, just where he wanted me and getting rid of the bad habits, all yeah. those things that I did as a teenager in early twenties, um, you know, not masking anymore, you know, what's really going on. Yeah. And then the anxiety, then you can see it in that fast paced lifestyle. It was oh almost like, gosh. I liked the anxiety. Like I liked that cortisol boost or whatever. I mm-hmm. like living like that. But as I got older, I realized like this actually, I don't think I like that anymore. Like that, no. that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it became debilitating. And it was this one experience I had when I was pregnant that I will never forget. And it changed me. Um, I had, I thought I was having a heart attack and ends up being an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, and it was around time is because I was so worried about what else I had to do. And the circumstance I was in was just appearing to get worse and worse. And like, I was late on this and all these other things. And I ended up having a full-blown anxiety attack in like a client's house. I used to work in for a large corporation and I used to handle settlements, like pre-suit settlements and things like that. And I remember being so angry and so at the same time, so embarrassed. And I was just like, this combination is deadly. Like I cannot do this. And I remember crying out to the Lord. This was 2017 crying out to the Lord. I'm pregnant with my first daughter, my first child is my daughter. And I was just like, I don't think I'm good at managing time. And I need you to, if you want me to do what you want me to do, you're going to have to help me because nobody else is helping me. Like my mom, terrible at time management, always late. I don't even think she understands what a schedule is. Love her. But (laughs) like, it's just like what it was, you know? And like no one at work was, was offering a hand. My leaders were not. And you know, I was getting feedback that I wasn't actually performing at the level that I, number one, thought I was and number two should have been. And it was a a big like storm that led to just being so sick of 
what it was and I had no choice but to change, but I didn't know how. So I just read my Bible. Yeah. Oh, so I wonder, I like, I went through such a similar thing when the Lord, um, you know, I left my job, started my nutrition coaching business, like so many parallels. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord called me to homeschool. And that was when I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't do all of this, right? Like, how am I going to do it? And just that feeling of like, okay, something has to change Yeah. and reading the Bible. So I felt like the Lord had walked me through, like I was doing some coaching with some businesswomen and, um, we were going through time management because same thing. Like when I was coaching people for nutrition, I realized that they, they couldn't make these changes because they had mindset things going on because they couldn't manage their time effectively. And then when I started homeschooling, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't manage my time effectively. Like I thought I could, but now this whole other layer. And so opening up my Bible and I'll tell you, I think it was like, months where the Lord was like, yep, you're digging into time management and you're walking through this and you're going to help other women. And I was Mm -hmm. like, but I wanted to to know it's from you. Like if time management isn't important, like I need to know for sure. And I kept like scouring Mm -hmm. the Bible and I couldn't find like confirmation that I was looking for. And then one day, like the Lord brought, I think Ephesians five, I forget. Um, managing your time, like do not walk. It talks about like the Gentiles, not walking in the darkness of their own minds, but manage your time because the days are evil and, um, you need to do what the will of the Lord is. Mm. And that was like the bomb going off, like the light bulb, like, oh my gosh, like it is important. Like if we want to be able to do the things that you're calling us to do, we have to manage our time effectively. That's a fact. Yeah. 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 It's, um, Ephesians chapter five, we see probably starts in about like eight or nine, but I'm going to skip over to 14. This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine upon you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And I think that's where I was getting tripped up. I was like, well, I don't think I understand what your will is because Mm -hmm. this can't be it. Like I need to leave this job. I need to leave where I was. I was in California. I was like living with cancer. All these things were happening and it was very, and we didn't have family. We had moved from Jersey the year before. And so a lot of what we were doing was just my husband and I, and he worked nights. So then it was really just me. Yeah. And honestly, that was the best thing that could have happened because I had no one but Jesus to rely on. Like who else was I going to go to? Yeah. Not a person because no person could help me. No person could give me what I was looking for. And so little by little, it was through the study of God's word, not even looking for time management necessarily, but seeing like, Oh snap, like this actually is more important to God than this. And I started to see how that played out in my life. Like, all right, I think that this is so important, but it's actually, it's not really that important, actually. Yeah. And like getting your priorities in order. So you're talking about like this connection between anxiety and overwhelm and how we manage our time. And I, Mm -hmm. I just know that so many people can relate to this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're all busy. We're Mm -hmm. all busy women. And we, and we have things that God has called us to. And I feel like the minute I know for me that I try to start doing it 
um, sometimes that's when the anxiety sets in. Like when mm-hmm. I like, all right, I'm going to do the thing, right? I'm going to manage my time, right? We're starting this new thing. Then all of a sudden, if I'm not careful, I feel that anxiety creep in. Like mm-hmm. what is that connection between anxiety and time management? I see it primarily being this constant looking ahead to something. So I like to get on the same page regarding definitions. If we're defining anxiety in the context of like what we're talking about, anxiety really is like worrying about the future, irrational worries about the future. And so many of us think at lightning speed, so we can come up with scenarios that will happen if I don't do this, this will happen and this and this and this, right? And then you think about the domino effect and it affects your mood and then it starts to affect how you treat people because you think that they're going to contribute to this fear that you have in your brain. Stop, just stop. (laughs) Because what we're doing is driving ourselves to the point of worry. We're, We're constructing situations in our brain and those situations are worst case scenarios, no doubt because we're trying to protect ourselves, but there's no benefit in that because it takes our mind away from what we're supposed to be focusing on right now. Now, when you think about time management and anxiety, the link is really us thinking that we don't have enough time to do all the things that need to get done. Mm -hmm. So thinking ahead when it comes to time management, that, that worry that you have is thinking ahead to all the things that you still won't finish that you still will have to do later. And just kind of essentially believing that you're always going to be under some heavy burden. And I was just having this conversation yesterday with someone, a friend of mine who struggles with anxiety. I'm like, we have to remember that the Bible says there is a season for every activity under the sun. Mm-hmm. If we don't believe that to be true, then we will think and we will we will believe the lie that there isn't enough time to do the things the Lord is leading us to do. The question I think that we are more benefit, we have more benefit in asking the following question. Am I saying yes to the right things, which are aligned with the Lord's will over my life? Like, have I been prayerful about what I'm saying yes to? And have I, have I waited until the Lord confirms that this is a yes, or am I presuming that there is a yes, or even that that yes, you got is a yes right now. And therefore Mm -hmm. burdening yourself with more to do, because if you are saying yes, prematurely, then you won't have time to do the things that the Lord is leading you to do because you already put more on your plate than you should have. But if you're saying yes to what you should be saying yes to the things the Lord is showing you, this is from me, follow me right now, then he will open up those pockets of time. He will show you when to do it. He will even prompt you, right? If you, if you're listening, if you're walking with him closely, he will, you'll suddenly have this sense to do the thing that you need to do. Yes. You know, and I'll give you an example. I, when I started working from home in the pandemic, it was strange because my office was also my living space. And so it was like this weird dynamic of like, I'm not actually going to work. So then I was tempted to do home stuff at the same time that I was doing work stuff. It was mm-hmm. this like battle for my attention really. And so what I, what I have over time prayed for is this ability to separate 
things in my brain so that at least I have a little area in my house or like a time block in my schedule where this thing is off limits. And what I found in the last several months, we just moved in the last like eight months from California to Florida, we've had to adjust a lot of things. And, and with that adjustment, I found that praying that specific prayer, I suddenly would be working and then almost like not even consciously, my hands would just close my laptop and I'd go to the kitchen and start cooking. And I'd be kind of confused. I'm like, why am I doing this? I still need to like finish the sentence in that email. And I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Cause like, I need to get my family's meal ready before they get home. Cause then I won't have like, then the kids will run into me. I'll cut off my finger. Like it's going to be different, you know? Yeah. And, and it came, I can, I can totally, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to the Lord because it's the Holy spirit. Who's just been like, okay, time to move on. Yeah. Like, there's a time for you did your work. Okay. Whatever you didn't do, take a lesson from today and apply it to how you do things tomorrow. And now go do the other thing that you need to do. Cause you still have to do that thing. Yes. I recently started, um, like looking into time boxing, Mm. Have you, so, right. So it's different than time blocking and it's really not a huge difference, but the difference in my mind made a, like a difference for me, but because before I'm like, yep. Okay. Here's my slot for work. Here's my spot for homeschool. Here's my spot Mm. for cleaning. But, um, I would go over, right. I would go, I'm like, Oh, I just want to finish this or, you know, but thinking it as like, no, like this is your limit. Yeah, this That's is right. boxed into this time Correct. Um, has really helped me to be like, oh, no, this is just done now. And now it's time yeah. to move to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of like the Holy Spirit, I feel like that's another um, aspect of how I feel like the Holy Spirit can help me in my schedule because I mm-hmm. will sometimes there's not enough time. Right. And like my time is done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, so I'm time, I'm time boxing. I only have so much time. Yeah. My work is done, but sometimes I'm just going to pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time I'm just going to pray, but like, Lord, should I be done now? Or should mm-hmm. I like spend the, another five minutes and let the mm-hmm. Lord lead? Because yeah. I feel like so often, I mean, always, always, if you're listening, he's going to lead you the right way. You know, yeah. like maybe it's not time to start dinner. Maybe like you actually did have to send that email out to someone or sent like text a friend for encouragement. Like our schedules are there to help us, but also so is the Holy spirit. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no better guide than the Holy spirit. Right. Our schedule is in addition to, and if we, if that, you know, I think so many times there's this, um, I tend to be like a, what people call a disciplined person. Mm -hmm. And it almost is, it's like a gift and a curse because you can be disciplined and get things done. But then there's this mindset you have to break out of that essentially leads you to believe that it's like at whatever cost you have to do the thing. Yeah. And, and so I had to, I had to really work through that in prayer in fasting and being in God's word that he would break that off of me because it was a, it was a form of self-reliance, which you and I have been talking about before Mm -hmm. we got, we started recording. And, you know, if you're one of those people who is, who tends to be more disciplined, like you have to train yourself to not be so rigid and actually be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy spirit. Whereas those who are struggling with discipline might need the Holy spirit to strong arm you in a moment, you know? 
Yeah, so true, right? And because uh, I'm definitely, you know, like you said, we had that conversation. Like I'm definitely more of self-disciplined. Yeah. But looking at, you know, other people that we're trying to help that come from a different perspective, right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I need to be able to break free from that self-reliance and from yeah. that, um, you know, I'm going to make this homeschool schedule work all by myself because I'm so great. And then it's a disaster <laughs> and I'm yelling at the kids and like full of anxiety. Yeah. But then we come from like the other aspect where people are like, I can't even, I can't even do any of this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I don't have any discipline. Yeah. Like, where do I go? And like somehow meeting in the middle, the middle place, you know, is where yeah. we need to be. Yeah. Yeah. My clients don't know how much they help me sometimes. Like they're, they're coming to me and I'm like, I'm, I'm learning from you on the low. Yeah. yeah. You know what I've realized is that always, like, I guess I'm the gift of teaching. I can, like, I have such a hard time learning if I'm not mm-hmm. teaching. It's always through, like, either I'm like, oh, Silas is struggling with, um, you know, lies from the enemy. So mm-hmm. we've been studying a uh, second Timothy, I think one seven, you know, you have not be, been given a spirit of fear, but a power of love and self-control. And we've been going over this for like two weeks. And all of a sudden I'm realizing, I'm like, oh man, this is for me. I'm the one that's struggling. It's for Every me. Time. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever listen back to a podcast episode and you're like, I said that. Oh my yes. gosh, that's, that's for me. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, I need to listen to what I was teaching. Cause I need to go back and like apply. It's reapply. so true. It's so true. That's how I used to study for tests, by the way, teaching other people. I'd be like, do you have some time? Can I teach you something that you're not going to use later? <laughs> so interesting, right? How the Lord has given us all different gifts, Yeah, you know, yeah. and how we operate best when we're using them. And that's, it's really good that you say that because recently I'll be vulnerable. I'm probably never going to share this again anywhere else. So y'all are special, but (laughs) I was like, so I haven't been on Instagram since August of last year. And part of it was because it was a distraction. It was a time suck. And then the other part of it was that it actually led me to do a lot of comparing. And that was something that I struggled with. So I knew it was good for my soul to not be on there. And you know, I got off the platform in December, deleted the, my entire account in November. Wow. And, and it's great. A lot of freedom there. Well, in this like season I'm in, I've been struggling with some things and I, I remembered like two of my old friends, I'm not connected with them anymore, but they were friends for a season. Right. And so I started to look up their names on Google. Cause I'm not on social. And so I'm like, let me see Google's what comes your only up. Option. You know, I'm like, let me, I know their last name. So I'm just going to search what they're up to. And then I found myself comparing and feeling just burdened and starting to have doubt and starting to become afraid of things. And I just remember like what I'm experiencing right now is because I'm not being rooted in like the, the thing that sets me most on fire, which is God's word. Like I had, I could have in that moment just turned and said, you know, I'm just going to read and be with the word and be with the Lord in his word. But I went and I started looking for someone else for no reason. Cause there's, I wasn't going to hit them up, but you know, the, I don't even know why this came to mind, but I, you know, that spirit of fear, right? Like we're not, we're not supposed to be living with that. And that spirit of fear creeps into our time 
even in the form of like searching for someone else to, to just be entertained by, or like intrigued by, and it takes away from the thing that we are supposed to focus on. And part of what I do is I say, I help women have time for what matters most. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about going on vacation. I'm not talking about when I say what matters most, I'm not even talking about hanging out with like your favorite people, though that is important. I'm talking about being with God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is actually what is most important, but sometimes we get in our own way for whatever reason. And so I've been feeling that and I end up listening to, I don't know what, and it spoke to that same thing of like comparison and just being fed the wrong thing, you know? And I think that bringing it back to time management and anxiety, sometimes we're avoiding things and the things we have to do just feel heavier, but because we're giving into the thing that helps us to avoid, it then takes time from the things that we actually have to do. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there, I mean, it's so deep. It's like some of these things, when I work with clients, they're, they're working through things and I'm seeing so much of myself in them. Yeah. And it's not a matter of like just changing your schedule. Like it's a lot, a lot of it has to do with like stuff we're not even aware of our beliefs, how we respond to stress, what we do to avoid or engage with our issues. You know, there's just, it's so, so deep. You said something about like taking away from the time, taking time away from the things that are really most important. And it reminded me of, um, I want to say Isaiah 55, like, why do you spend your money on that for which is not bread? Right. So Mm -hmm. bread like fulfills us. Right. So we're like constantly spending our time, our energy on the other things, Googling people on the internet, on Instagram, doing whatever. And it never fills us up because we're not spending it on the one thing that fills us up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, So good. And time is the world says time is money. Right. But if we look at scripture, we can see it's in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is talking about where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, time is that treasure. Yeah, I feel that. You know, I definitely put time on this pedestal and I like look forward to heaven. I'm like, oh, when there, it will, there will be no constraints of mm-hmm. time because we are so limited yeah. by the time that we have. But like, that's not yeah. something to fear. All right, ladies, we're going to stop there for today. And then we will pick up the rest tomorrow and the next episode. And I want to leave you with this question. Are you saying yes to the right things? Are you going to the Lord in prayer before you say yes and asking what he wants you to be doing? So I want you to think about that as we consider the things that we've talked about, about how, you know, how we don't have enough time to do all of the things and how we can manage that. And I'm going to leave all of the links to Erica's stuff, her podcast, her renewed strength her Facebook, her website, and all of the things for you to check her out. So um, she's doing some awesome things. So go check out what she's doing. And I just want to pray that the Lord increases your faith to believe that he is the one that can help you when you feel like you're drowning in laundry. He is the one that can help you when you feel like there's not enough time. He is the one who can help you when you feel like there is not enough energy. He is the one. And I just pray 
that he puts it on your heart to turn to him, to trust him with it, to let those other things go, to trust him and turn to him in all of those things. All right, ladies, I'm excited to air the second half of this conversation because it's so good. And I just pray that the Lord blesses you until tomorrow. God bless.